Hello and welcome to episode 2121 of the D-Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D-Hoopster. And I really didn't have much to say for this intro until I went to record the intro. And I hit a little milestone. I forgot what episode number it was (laughs) for the first time when I was recording the intro and had to retake off the top because I forgot what number it was and had to start all over. So I'm kind of proud of that. (laughs) Anyway, you're getting pretty much all finals talk on this episode. And then there's actually a surprise appearance of some artificial intelligence conversation, which was a spur of the moment kind of thing. And that was fun as well. And there's not too much else to the agenda. Sit back, relax, enjoy the pod. As always, like and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Leave a rating while you're at it. Helps out a lot. We had a lot to say about these finals. Without further ado, folks, let's talk some hoops. I have an idea of how I'd like to kick things off. And I shared a little bit with you. And it's, it's a wrestling analogy. So before I do that, because I think the folks want to hear Shiv, what's going on, Shiv? What's going on, everybody? We live in, can't complain. It's the summer, I guess. We're like, we're like. Just about, it's technically. Yeah. I love how everybody jumps the gun. section of the pool right now in summer, but it's summer. The, The pools are open. The pools are definitely open. People have been popping out of our pools here. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm not popping out to the pool with no seltzer, bro. <laughs> you can catch me at the pool with a white cloth. I'm good, champ. Y'all enjoy, though. My body is not in shape for the pool right now. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in pool city right now. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> You already yeah. know. Well, because over summer, under, we're thinking of summer league, right? Like o- over are- under pool appearances for me this summer. Um, let's adding bash and counting that. I- I'll okay. say like five and a half for me to like touch some water this that's a good summer. Line. I but that's adding the baby. If there was no bash, the the line would be two and a half, and I would tempt you with the under. Yeah. I I think I'm gonna take the under on five and a half. For me, the line is like two point five. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening. It's not happening unless I forcibly get out there. Like I just wrote myself into a social situation that I can't get out of. But anyways, I digress. It's the summer summer league. We're potentially gonna be out there, party people. So yeah, it's around the it's around the corner. And I I wanted to talk about the finals pretty much exclusively because wait what was your analogy though well let's let, let's let's get right into it so wrestling head over here i uh thought of this series as you know what <clears throat> i'm going to compare this to wrestlemania 25 because the series is probably getting a bad rap for the ratings that it's pulling in so far haven't seen too much on it actually. So, but you know, people were saying they were disappointed that we didn't get something else. And yeah, a certain metric is going to reflect that. But 
at WrestleMania 25, right? You've heard of The Undertaker. Yeah. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? You've probably heard of Shawn Michaels. If not, you would recognize him. Yeah. And at WrestleMania 25, at the latter end of their careers, they uh, had what is regarded as the best WrestleMania match of all time. And it is for me, it's maybe top two, if anything. And the other one also has Shawn Michaels in it. So following that up was the main event match for the WWE title between Randy Orton and Triple H. A few that was like actually high stakes, had a lot of drama. This fool kicked his wife in the head. The other dude showed up at his house. Like it was nuts. It's the boss's daughter, like for the world title. <laughs> it's nuts. Just but the crowd was drunk after that match and just like, there's nothing I need to see after this. And this isn't the se- the finals matchup that we have. It's not. And, al- and also that match was pretty good, but it gets massively dumped on. And this series is going to prove th- those people wrong who are going to write it off because the Lakers Celtics one would have had a lot of hoopla behind it. You know, maybe people wanted the Warriors in it. Maybe, yeah. you know, Sixers fans are mad somewhere. <laughs> Like everybody's just mad that it ended up this way when you can't really hate on it, man. You can't. These guys are here for a reason, like it or not. One is based off of, I'll, I'll, I'll toss it there, but I thought of that where it was like, oh, I, 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 I let down with what we ended up with and what we're now watching, but people are going to come around, let this series go to five, six and seven, which I think it will. It's definitely going five. It's going to draw the attention. And hopefully the stakes do, you know, build. So that way we can get that. Because if not, that would suck too. Right. But. I, you know, obviously I feel like my team should be in it. But just putting that aside for now, I guess. <laughs> um, I agree with you. I agree with you. I give this series a lot of, a lot of shit just because... I don't know. I feel like in previous finals, we've always had more than just the the schemes and the nuances and the wrinkles of basketball. There was like a storyline behind it. It was like personal. That matchup was like anticipated. There was a big protagonist. There was like a big antagonist. Like it had a lot of the spice that you needed. And for some reason, this just does not feel that way because Jimmy's just like old and not playing well and Jokic is like oh he's like still doing this wow I guess it was bound to happen at some point like he was gonna break through and do this but I I agree with you I think when you rewatch the games it actually there's like replay value okay here's what it is this series has a ton of replay value it's like a Drake album. <laughs> it's like a Drake album. It has, when you watch this, like, for example, I'll watch the game yeah. the day of, and then I'll kind of have it. We have YouTube TV, so I don't have it in the background when I'm working from home. And you'll yes, just pick up a Shout out bit. to YouTube TV. I'm a fan. Yeah. Even though they let me down during, I think it was game one of the Celtics Heat series where, where the game just dropped really? at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate. 
it was something crazy like that. It was either game one or game two. Yeah. But anyways, shout out YouTube TV. Um, we're still not sponsored by the way, YouTube TV. So if you guys want to, you know, work with us, please let us know. We'd be happy to work with you. Yeah, I enjoy um, this then. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy this. <laughs> um, but but what I'm saying is is like I think you can gain more appreciation for this series on the second watch. Or like, you know, you listen to an album for the first time and you're like, I don't know if I really like this. And then yeah. you kind of let it grow on you for a second, you just keep replaying it, or you kind of just have it on in the background while you're doing some work, like or doing some laundry. And all of a sudden it starts to hit a little, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, because it's like this series hasn't commanded people's attention of I need to be sitting down watching this live and engaging with it right for whatever reason but when you do have the chance to be like hold on hold on hold on because I did the same and you're like wow there because for a basketball fan you do have to appreciate just the clash of style and the chess that is going on. Like you said, it's not necessarily I'm watching to see, you know, just these guys or I'm, I'm, I'm watching, watching to just, you know, I, I want my guy to win. If the other guy is win, wins, I'm pissed. Yeah. Like it, this one's more like, hmm, so which like one's got, got skin yeah, in the game? It's like, which one's really going to win this? Yeah. Because I tell you what, Denver. They screwed up. Yeah. They screwed up, bro. They uh they they did exactly what Miami was hoping they would do. And that is let's see if we let's see if we let's see if we get one. Let's just see if we get one of these first two. Yeah. Because game one, I didn't want to come in here on talk and talk after game one. I didn't want to come. I wanted to, you know, I definitely wanted to see game two first. But after game one, I was like, yeah, one team looked like they hadn't played in like eight days. The other team looked like they were pretty physically cooked, hitting the court. And at the end of that game, they were within striking distance. Yeah. So what do we like? What What did we just see right now? That, that <laughs> wasn't what I thought was convincing for Denver enough down the stretch to still be blindly confident I in think game it, two what do you know <laughs> of course they they just Miami just pulls something together I mean they were dead in the water right they were dead in the water for a second of the in in game two I forget exactly what it was right around the time Duncan Robinson I think had like Duncan Robinson had his little mini run and it was like man like this Heat team is just so quietly relentless. But that's the thing, though, man. I told you. What did I text you in the first quarter of that game? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you pull it up because it's, pull it's, it up. it's a great, like, I was like, dude, I, I know they are. I know they are. Because you can't you can't be comfortable with them, and they're not a one-trick pony. Like, they only need a combination of, for one, that game started with Bam. Like, Bam was just the presence that was needed for Miami to let other guys feel comfortable and, and do what they needed to do and come through when they, they had to because they weren't hitting shots all game. And Caleb Martin, almost a no-show, but he hit a big one. And oh, man. I needed the over on the nine and a half. Could have hit the 125 on prize picks. Come on, Caleb. 
One time, one time I put some faith in you. You're gonna do it to my team, but you 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 go out there game two, come off the bench, be the guy, one for three from the field, costing me my rent. Come on, dog. You gotta you you, you, weren't, you weren't you weren't ready to to see me mug Duncan come out of nowhere. Oh my god, I wasn't ready for for uh for like prime sheen to just happen in the NBA finals. Jimmy what, Neutron, what do they call it? What Miami has that is the best thing you could have against this Denver team, especially now with the stakes of the highest, is poise. Because Denver will get a good shot against you because they're more likely to crack a defense with just the right cuts and options and Jokic doing something that you can't even see as a defense and it's like they're more likely to crack teams with that and eventually just really give it to them but Miami if the only way you can kind of guard that team is if you can get them playing against themselves and Miami's kind of doing that with the defensive versatility that they have against them and they're poised they let the shot clock work in their favor and Denver started looking like their collar was too tight in game two. I well, so here's here's what I I think Denver really needs to do, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna poke at Michael Porter Jr. here a little bit. We I said I would bring this up, and I have to. If you're not on Twitter and you live under a rock, or you're not on Reddit and you live under a rock, there is a picture circulating on the internet of a picture where Miami is in a zone. They're infamous one three one two three whatever type of zone they got going on. I still don't know how zone is legal in the NBA. Don't get me started on that. I don't know how zone is legal still. I have professional a basketball. I have a follow-up. basketball, we're playing zone. I know that's old head of me, but, like, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? But like, what happened to the game that I thought? But but Michael Porter's at the free throw line. But Michael Porter's at the free throw line. The entire zone's collapsed on the him. The entire zone is within two arms lengths of him. He has Aaron Gordon, one foot in the paint, one foot on the block. He's got Jokic, two feet in the paint, one foot on the restricted line. Jamal Murray, right next to Jokic with two feet in the paint. And he is taking the MJ Kobe elbow fader. And you know that went back rim. And I wouldn't be surprised if it led to a Max Truce three. Yeah. No, and he's, man. I mean, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, and this is what I said about Denver when we started the series. I was like, I get you're going to get Jokic and Murray. And I know that that's a potent duo when they get going. Do I have faith in KCP? Do I have faith in Bruce Brown? Do I have faith in Christian Braun? I get that they're deep, but they haven't done this before at any level, like outside of KCP. He did it with LeBron and I get that and I respect that. But if MPJ is your third guy and he is just a, he's green bean, everything looks good. Michael, fuck a swing pass, Porter Jr. Michael, I'm not swinging the ball, Porter Jr., Michael, I've never seen a shot that I don't like, Porter Jr. This is going to be a problem. If he's not hitting jumpers, 
he's going to shoot him out of the game because they rely on him to space the floor like that because KCP's not really getting his own shot. He doesn't have that versatility yeah. like that. He has it in spots. Bruce Brown's yeah. not breaking you down off the dribble. Aaron Gordon yeah. can kind of no. do that, but... Yeah, no, man, it's... It feels like that could get exposed. It makes you... Quickly. It makes you look back on the shooting that they had in the, the Western Conference Finals and be like, ah, okay, maybe that was inflated. <laughs> like, maybe that was – and the difference with Miami is it just has about not – like, eight different versions of what can win them games. And I think – so I, I, I've i flipped. I told – like, last time we had, we had a really good preview, which I re-listened to before we kind of came back. So I wanted to revisit where we were mentally. And I was confident that this was going six or seven, meaning that Miami would win a couple and and make it very shaky, but I wasn't ready to do it. And I'm ready to do it now. Uh, I think Miami's getting this series unless something in game three, like pretty definitively tells me otherwise. And it's because they have a number of games, bro, that are going to happen in in the rest of the series. I said that the Lakers were close to coming back against this team in games three and four, and they all the games were pretty much decided in the last five minutes. Miami would can do right now what they couldn't do, and that's going to be one. They got that one. Jimmy hasn't went off at all. I have another nugget on Jimmy. I didn't get to say what uh i wanted to say about uh the zone we're all over the place which i'm lit about because this series does have a lot going on it does i mean it's it's the best series if you are really really into basketball if you're just kind of watch if you're the casual part of the casual diehards it's hard to probably enjoy this series if you are the diehard part of casual diehards you're loving this series no, yeah, it's it's a lot of meat on the bone, if that's the case. <laughs> I'll mention about the zone. Yeah, let's go back to the zone. We you, So you know I have – the playoffs really resurface all of the theories that I, I, I base my basketball takes off of. But you know I have a 2K theory, right? Yeah. So I, I, I pulled the zone back out on 2K in, in my NBA – and my current fantasy team that I have right now, I have LaMelo and Lonzo in the backcourt. I have Towns. I have Capella, who I got in a trade. And I have Shaden Sharp at the three. And I've got some snipers off the bench, blah, blah, blah. But with LaMelo and Lonzo up front and Capella in the middle and a big on either side, you do get just this defensive comfort zone where it's like why not like why would we not play you this way because now when you catch the ball in your attack like it's just, this is fundamental we don't have to do all of this but it just it throws players off their rhythm because you start doing what you think a zone is going to do and you're playing against yourself a little bit yeah 100% and you're going to need some guys to really break it yeah and all in what Miami's doing with it is smart. They're like, all right, we're going to float with you. Oops, here it goes. What do you do over the next four minutes? Yeah. Ah, uh, we got gotcha. you. Or maybe we didn't, you know. 
but it's it's a unique to where it's just like, yeah, if we're a solid defense, break us down. Go for it. No. And here's I no. I hate zone. It's I get like, it. But... I get it. I get it at the high school level. I get it at the AAU level. I get it, Jim Beheim. The two three. You got me. And that's the thing, though. If you couldn't, if you couldn't park in the zone, if you couldn't park in the lane, then I can respect what you're doing. Because in college, like, all right, come on now. If somebody gets to really camp down there, we're not playing, but we're not playing professional basketball. That's why semi, you know, that's one of the rules. You know what I mean? Right. No diss, no, no, no shade. But in the NBA, it's like, all right, if you're doing that with a guy going covering mad ground, not parking in the lane, unless I'm legally guarding you which is help anyway, it's just like, all right, then beat it. Like, go ahead and beat it. It's just, it's just what it, I don't know how to describe it. It's just not right. I just don't, I, I even if, I, I don't like it when Boston runs it. I don't like it when any team runs it because you know what? Just play man. You get paid a lot of money to stay in shape. Just guard your man. Just guard your man. Being devil's advocate, I I'm a fan. Listen, I get the tribute to Jim Beheim, pioneer. It's of not the two, three zone. It's just we it's ran just a one hoops. two one one in high school. We called it dime, and we got a ton of turnovers. I get it. I I thrived off the zone. You know I was what's a next? Poor individual defender. You know what's next? Teams are gonna start full court pressing. <laughs> We're gonna get. Fine. We're gonna full get some full press. press. That's cool. I'm here for but, diversifying it. Like, give me, give me something. Zone just give me makes something. No, like, listen, Scott Drew. But the no, so one. <laughs> I'm a fan. I root for the zone. I get it. This is in college. Y'all are no, dude. men. Guard your man. Go to the corner. <laughs> you guard your guy. Stop doing this switchy, switchy. You know whatever's going on here. I can't figure it out because for 82 regular season games, nobody's pulled out the zone. And of course, Eric Spolstra, Mr. Basketball Nerd over here is like, oh, I can actually pull out a zone. And like figures out some little, it's like a legal loophole that you can like abuse in the legal system. And it's like, of course, there's this little zone man loophole, ambiguous thing that no one really knows. The match, the match zone. of zone. <laughs> it's like bro like is it cake or is it like real food like you know what i mean like stop like the zone is so i don't so being look so people being, are okay with this being being devil's advocate people were not happy once fool start shooting 43s a game <laughs> i know and it's like but at the end cares? of the day it's awesome if it makes sense you're gonna be mad at me because i'm doing it first but i'm not gonna be the last yeah, and no. Then, I mean, hey, listen, listen. Boldy J said it best. Mad teams pulled out a wildcat formation with like yeah, no dynamic quarterback it's like, it's like or like Georgia Tech Navy Wildcat college football, where it's like one of these guys could be the quarterback, but there's three running backs in the backfield. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about like in 2012 when Miami first broke it out. Of course, oh, every team oh now, God, every team yeah. now could do it. But yeah. everybody, we, they saw Miami pull it off for one season was like, hmm, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, it's just so frustrating. I don't know. I just, I'm a basketball Puritan. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm rigid in my ways. 
you know, get the big man back in there. Show some love to the bigs. <laughs> he's a he's a thumper. <laughs> so, I did go to Baylor, so. <laughs> so my other thing about Jimmy Butler is that it made me look at the conversation and the takes and opinions on the Lakers getting eliminated, knowing that LeBron did have an ankle injury for whatever whatever you want to credit you want to give, you know, the yeah. outcome of it too. It's like also our well, you know, he played through an injury. And people just forget that. So I'm thinking, all right, you know what, maybe I'm I'm attached to that because that's my team. And clearly, because no. people are just like, all well, right. This has just been a thing throughout his career, though. Nobody really wants to, like, accept that. Like, look, like when he broke his hand and it was after he had the 50-point game in Oracle. And people are like, oh, yeah, like, he just wore the cast after. You don't just wear a cast, dog. Like, you don't just. Who who in their right mind does that? Like, who hey, wants to hey, can wear you, a walking Can you just boot? tape? Can you tape me real quick, bro? Just can you tape me? He, like not yeah, watch sure watch, watch the film watch the film lebron game one was never present again the rest of that series for a no. reason it is he wasn't it even is. like shooting the right like he just wasn't shooting probably right tell was off. and he was money in game one but so jimmy cranked his ankle against the knicks cranked it game one i believe if whatever it was yeah, and they ended up winning that game, and they were talking to him in the post game, and he was like, "I can tell you, don't feel good." Yeah, it, it was an honest moment of like, "Whoo!" It, it, I, I fought through that game. I don't know what tomorrow is going to feel like, but I'm planning on like you're lucky you didn't, you could have broken it. Like I'm it surprised didn't fit, you didn't yeah. break it. Because you, when <laughs> something like, like that happens, you don't know for a second. You're like, yeah, yeah. What no, can I, what, what can I do right now? And you're just kind of like, and that's what takes guys off their game once you're compromised because you've lost your mental comfort. Yeah. You you lost trust in your body. You know, everything is your your connectivity is just. I have a really interesting Jason Tatum theory regarding this conversation. Maybe we can bring it up later, but yeah, it is, it it is, it is essentially along the same things of the hand, the hand joint. So he, I forget what game it was in the Milwaukee series last year. He tried, he tried, he dunked on either Brooke Lopez or Giannis, but I think Giannis was chasing him down and there was contact at the rim and he careened into the stanchion. And he, since then, has not like driven. I am not one to say he is not driving aggressively because I am not one to go into the paint. I am a perimeter threat in pickup on Saturday mornings, but he does not go to the rim the same way he used to prior to that play. In my opinion, I might just be overlooking it, but it's along the lines of what we're talking about, Jimmy. It's like this thing happens and now you're kind of just thinking about you're second guessing the move, even though you know it's there, your body's telling you it's there but you've had this consequence as a result of doing, you, so, doing you, that. You yeah. Know what I mean? And and you learn how to, you know how to manage your body. Yeah. Like, you know how, you know how hard you can press the gas. And I think that if, if anything, since then, he just knows that he can't burn the, the, the gas. Yeah. And because then he'll be, you know, probably might have to come off the court. Like if he were to re-aggravate or something like that, and that's just something that you, like, you got to play through, you know, at this point, but, yeah. 
he seems like he's not just going, letting it all go until he feels comfortable that he can to get it, you know, to get, to get it done still and get out of the game and be good. But he will put it all on the line for a couple games this series. He will, he will put, he will let it all go and get through it in at least one or two pivotal games. And I think that's going to get him one. I think that, believe it or not, I think that, you know, hey, in, in game six and seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, were you not afraid that Kyle Lowry was going to give you one? Just like one game with like, he, he didn't, he didn't. But were you not like, I hope this game isn't the freaking like, I, I just think that Kyle Lowry, he might, he, he didn't really do it. So I think he might do it this series. Well, it also feels like the, the refs are the game where he, I feel like in order for Kyle Lowry to truly have, and this is probably not backed up by stats. I feel like in order for Kyle Lowry to truly have a game, he has to do at least three completely bullshit things on the court. Like completely foul someone, but not get called completely flop when attempting to take a charge and do some little, you know, poke at you stuff like dead ball. And you're trying to like, you know, take a jumper during the media timeout and he comes out of nowhere and just like rips it out of your hands. So like, that's how Kyle Lowry, it's like the Chris Paul thing. He's like Chris Paul jr. They got to do these little cheeky things that are just like, oh, within, like, within that, that same game, he's going to hit one 30 footer. He's going yeah, yeah. to hit one at the end of the shot clock. Yeah. He's going to get probably two charges yeah. in, and like one call overturned. Yeah. And it's going to be like, and it's just, Jesus, you just throw your head. Dude, in the air, right? Like, and he's out there for, I think he has one of those in him. They really only need it. One <laughs> he's or got two. one. Right. I think he I does, dude. I think he does. And <laughs> I think uh, Duncan, Struess, and Vincent, you needed the combination of them to at least equal one. And I think they got the one in game two. So if they get another one, I'm not expecting it now, but they might because of that. Because all you need is one of them to, to just lose their mind for like six oh. minutes. Which they've done every series. They have. No, I mean, listen, this Miami run has been so paradoxical. Add Caleb Martin to that list. It's going to happen. I've seen it with my own add, eyes. Add Kevin Love to the list. My children, my children and their children, my children's children will know what Caleb Martin did to my mental health in the year of 2023. I took my glasses off. I put him back on. I was like, nah, I'm, I know I'm not seeing Devin Booker out there. right." Like, I, I know that can't be right. He has done, like, I, I've realized I need therapy because of Caleb Martin. Like, I, he has done things to me that I just could not have foreseen. And that's definitely happening. I agree with you. I mean, I don't think bringing... I, I have another really one down here. Bench, I like the idea of him coming off the bench because there's going to be a game where he just comes out on fire. For no reason. <laughs> it, it's just the versatility. He's a flamethrower, dude. He's like a mini flamethrower. I have the corner three. He gets the the drive middle spin left hand layup. He's got like the reverse jelly. It's like, dude, how are you doing this? <laughs> they and they're all poised and you know, not 
surprised that they're doing none of them, the entire team. Like that's a team where you know the scrimmages, like the teams are even. Yeah. So it's like everybody feels like they're as good as the guy that's playing when they're not legitimately. Yeah. And the right guys will be on the court if you know they're utilized correctly. I haven't seen the reporting on this. I'd like to hear what Isaiah knows, but is, do they does Tyler Hero still dress up for one game? Does he dress up? Maybe. They so, have that 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 question mark. Yeah. And then can Bam get you 30? Has he? Which is like finding the magic at the the gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> because I've yet to see it. Yeah. And, he felt very impactful though. Right. So if he I'm saying 30 like as an yeah. actual benchmark. Like if you yeah. go out there and get me 30. You just have a game where you're cooking. Yeah. I will put up I will put more respect on your name. Like you yeah, you will sure. you will earn it. Like for sure. I, I want to see it. Because you can. People, you know, you do it in regular season every, you know, every other week or every week or whatever, but Let's see it now, dude. Let's really see it. Yeah. If they get no, one or two more of those, dude. I if you're Denver, let's look. Let, and they're switch. at home. They're at home now. They're at home. So they, they look. To be fair, they haven't played incredibly well at home. But, but the the guys, the guys might hit them at home. I will argue Denver's sake here. I think if you're a Denver fan, yes, you're frustrated. You dropped game two, but. You take solace and you can sleep well knowing you kind of blew it and you probably should have lost by more, but you only lost by three and you got a good look at the end to tie it up. Would have liked to see Malone not pull a Missoula there, maybe call a timeout instead, but I also respect it. Let your guys play off. I think it was off a jump ball. No, it was an inbound. Nope. Uh, missed uh, miss three. It was a miss three. It was a miss three by Jimmy. That's right. And yeah. Yeah, play it. Why not? You know, maybe you get something in transition. But I would have liked to see him take a timeout after a couple seconds, maybe draw something up. But now you go on the road. They haven't been tremendous on the road. They did a a fair share of complaining in that game. Yeah. I think they overplayed Christian Braun. I get the energy he brought in the first half, but... You know it's Brown. Everybody hates that one. But Is it really Christian Brown? Yeah, I hate it. yeah, it's Brown. Oh wow, wow, crazy, right? I apologize. He went to Kansas. We don't like them in in Waco, so you know it's not Rock Child. I don't care if he's a Jayhawk national champion, whatever. Sickum Bears, but <laughs> but but yeah, like in the playoffs, you have to have a short rotation, and they, and they do. I think they, they, they let him along a little too much. I would have liked to see maybe a little more Bruce Brown, and. and Michael Porter Jr. shot pretty poorly. Someone's going to show up for you on the road, whether you're going to get the Jamal Murray and you're going to get the Jokic. I don't know if I think Michael Porter Jr. will be the guy, but I'm sure KCP can get it going. I'm sure they got guys. You know, is Reggie Jackson playing in this series? Does he play for them? It's it's scary. It's, It's scary for Denver. It honestly is. I have all these notes down on Miami, and it's not because you, I, <laughs> I, I, I've been, dude. You know I've been dumping Denver. Yeah. And now I see where it's like you know what. My other couple of theories are you know it takes multiple cracks, and yeah. Denver 
even though they've been dominant, this is their first time cracking the shell, getting to the finals. Yeah, and no, that's a that's a big factor. Miami did do that in an equally respectable run in the bubble and came, you know, I, and I looked back at that series and I was like, all right, so what did the Lakers do or how did the series play out? Because with Miami, you can't give them life. And the Lakers won game one, won game two. They won, uh, The Heat took game three. Lakers got game four. Miami stayed alive, took care of it in six. Yeah. That's why the reason why it said at the very beginning that they messed up is because they let Miami really steal a game on their home court. And this is their first crack there. They're they're figuring out that, yeah, you were the best up until now. And once we're here, you have to then prove it again. And they haven't had to make those type of adjustments yet. And Miami, as much as talk, as much as we talk about them being an eight seed, we don't talk about them being a one seed last year equally enough because it's the same team. Yeah, I mean, hey, it it's the ebbs and the flows of the game, and so Miami has it, and I agree with you. They've been here before. A lot of their key guys that are stepping up in these moments outside of Gabe Vincent have been here before, so they know. They know what's at stake, and Denver, I think, is a victim of the moment right now, and someone other than Mike Malone is going to have to rally that locker room. So we'll see who steps up. This is an opportunity for a guy like Jokic to be and outwardly project that alpha personality that we crave with the greats, right? This is a time for him to put his foot down and be like, hey, follow my lead. I'm setting the tone. I'm dialed in, blah, 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 right? Yeah, no, so, you, you you have to go LeBron mode of yeah. just, it's on from jump. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know if I need to sit. Yeah. And if you're on the court with me, we're you're out there because I trust you. Exactly. And I honestly, uh, Denver's guys, I think they're going to fold in that spot right now. Well, we've been fun. saying that. We said, I, 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 well, I said this at the beginning. Like, at the beginning of the playoffs, I said they have the talent, and I get that. I just don't know who I'm trusting in a big-time moment from this team. And I have now obviously backed Denver due to what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals, but it's like, no, this is inevitable. <laughs> like, this is Kind I of was, I, I was rooting for Denver, and I feel like I, they're like they're going to get second place, which is the most mixed feelings award to get ever. It, ever. But it is like I wanted them to show, like you know, they are cold, they're legit. But now Miami has all these cards of where it's like, yo, we've been here before. Yeah. We got our guys. We're mentally tougher. And you gave us blood in the water. Yeah. I feel like we did a good job of carrying just some some extra conversation about that series there. Now, what are you thinking needs to happen? What, I don't know. What are, you, what are your takes? What, what do you think now? So my whole take, obviously, we, we, we harped on Michael Porter Jr. a little bit through three games. He's three for 17 from three. In general, he's 7 of 24 from the field. So he's literally just throwing up three threes. 
I expect Malone, if he's as good of a coach as everybody's really been saying, and to his credit, they've been incredible in the regular. Hey, he's going to get humbled, bro. He's going to get humbled. <laughs> he has been talking a lot this postseason, more so than yeah, the players. Kind of like how Nick Sirianni of the Eagles talks a lot, but Jalen Hurts doesn't really say anything. It kind of yeah. has that type of energy to it, and I get it. Advocate for your players. Yeah. I respect it. But at the same time, karma is a real thing. And well, that's yeah, like also relax, away. like relax a little bit, bro. Yeah, just relax a little. Right? Like I think but, now on Twitter, there's a there's people who post quotes that he doesn't say. You know, like fake news is the thing. Yeah, it's like you fall for it sometimes or whatever. But yeah. I think there's people that I think posting Michael Malone saying something. Yeah, you're talking about this, but I thought you were. I bet you're not saying this about this. Yeah, yeah, literally. No, no, no. no. I'm sure I I have seen these things on Twitter and I'm sure they're circulating on, on other social media sites too. But yeah, I expect Malone to make the adjustment of you got getting Michael Porter Jr. Better looks, maybe getting him going earlier in the game by getting him better looks because he can't continue to shoot this poorly if they want to have success, especially as the series continues to progress and you get into a game five or a game six or God forbid a game seven. Right. Um, I also probably expect to see more Bruce Brown involvement. They played him a lot last game. They played him, I think, exactly at 25 minutes, which I had taken the over on prize picks. Um, but I like what he brings off the bench for them a lot, especially against that zone, because he is literally the definition of three layup and defense. Like there's no real in-between game for him, but against the zone where you either are cutting and getting a layup or finish at the rim or you're getting a set three-point shot, that's the kind of guy you want in there. So I look for them to be a lot more focused when the zone comes and when it goes to man, I mean, it's just got to be Jokic all day. So I think they'll make some adjustments here in terms of just getting their, their role guys going early. Obviously, you want the stars to get it going and you know you can kind of lean on them to bring it and set the energy and set the tempo but look for michael porter jr to hopefully get better looks and shoot a little better in game three and game four especially because they're going to need it on the road this game feels like i think everybody's gonna i think all i think all the shots are going to be falling in game three to get going i think this this has feelings of an over i don't know why but um yeah because i think that that is going to happen and that these guys are going to play a little freely for some reason. And unless Denver puts Miami away, I I won't be convinced like decisively through two or three quarters. I don't feel confident thinking that they're going to be there in the fourth quarter with, uh, everything everything rolling which they will in one of these home games they will in one of these i think this is going 2-2 once once we get out of miami yeah so it, it might be game three it might not which way to hedge your bet <laughs> well also <laughs> me but going i i just want to i just want to address our our whole script writers sort of theme that we've been stringing throughout these episodes and kind of sprinkling in 
there was an out of bounds on Jimmy Butler that led to a Duncan Robinson three, then the goal 10 by Bam. So if you're Denver, you're like, we did get hosed. Like, very obviously, we got hosed. So if you get, they get revenge, terrible. They get revenge in game three. They're not getting any calls in Miami. And so that's where I think. Denver's kind of in good shape because they have veterans who they, have been at certain levels of playoffs and they understand that you can't complain. So I think yesterday was sort of a one-off. I think Malone will yeah. get those guys in order and say, Listen, I've been, I've been heavy. Game. Yeah. I, I've been heavy on the, uh, on the heat this episode. I, I'm willing to say that uh, I do think that they, on the other hand, woke up the bear a little bit mm-hmm. because I would say this about the Celtics or, you know, some teams you kind of got to punch them one time. Yeah. And like, all right, you ready to play now? Yeah. And all right, wow. Why didn't you just do that in the first yeah. place? Yeah. And my Den- Denver can very well respond like that in game three. And they they've got a they've got a 20 point victory in them against this team in one of these games. And if they don't, that will be concerning. Yeah. Because not, all season long it feels not like ready to do putting up a ton of points. I feel like that's their their way to beat you, right? It's never really – I don't think of Denver as a when the game slows down, let's run our sets. It kind of feels like they're playing in transition. Jokic is facilitating. It's kind of free-flowing, and they're just moving the ball and getting good shots. Yeah. I don't see them as let's run a set, whereas Miami is like, no, we have no problem using up 22 of the 24 seconds on the shot clock. Yeah. So – Kind of contradictory play styles here. And it's kind of, I think, thematic. It's a thematic representation of just how paradoxical the Miami run is. Negative point differential. They're literally better with Jimmy off the floor. Like, I, it's just so hard to wrap your head around because it's like they shouldn't be doing this without Jimmy Butler. But they are, and they're playing so well. And that's what Denver should be doing because they have this guy that gets everybody involved. But, yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm excited. What I'm what, excited. what I think uh, what I think we're suiting ourselves up for is a uh, another Toronto Raptor ring. I said that if uh, yeah. if the if Jimmy got a ring this late in his career, it would be like a Dirk one. But no, I think this is a, a Raptor ring where you're playing, you know, an all-time great, essentially, or a version of an all-time great. And you won because it eventually became like one on four. Or like it, eventually that, that person was fighting like a full team and or a full army. And well, my it only... just didn't really work out for you. My only contention with that is Jimmy's not been the best player on this team. But and it's I am the a team. That. Yeah, right. They need. Yeah, they don't have. Yeah, right. Right. Cut the head off, like, the, head like off the snake. We have to get the narrative correct. Caleb Martin is carrying Jimmy Butler. That's stop the narrative. It. Stop it. Stop it. That's the narrative. No. If uh, Jimmy Butler is, of course, either just a shadow of himself, time and time, you know, game in and game out, or if he's removed from the equation for some reason, of course. Oh, you know, lay the house on Denver. But I've said this statement a good number of times so far. If he, he's going to be the alpha, yeah, they're probably going to come out on top. And he doesn't have to be that by outperforming Jokic in the box score. So 
yeah. if he trusts his guys and his guys feed off of that enough, which they do. Which they do. It's a little ugly, man. It is. Hopefully he it goes is. to game seven. Hopefully he just get to game seven now. Let's yeah. get to game seven so that way we remember this series. That's true. That's true. I'm here for it, man. I am here for it. I wonder if Denver will maybe go to a defensive strategy, kind of similar to what Miami did, where it's like, all right, well, we're going to pick the guy that we want to just let him have a game. But yeah, we're still, like, we're not letting go of Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, and Gabe Vincent. We're like literally grabbing and holding on. We're like, we're just not going to let them touch the ball. Yeah, this happens all the time, too, where it's just like, yeah, of course, the ro- the other guys win it. So yeah. if you can stop the other guys or if your other guys are better. Yeah. A lo- along with your star. Yeah, that's right. But that's the whole game in a nutshell. Man, yeah. that, that, that was good. Let, let's let that let's let that sit because that the series deserves some attention and it's going to draw that out of the public in the next couple of days. We're going to check in as well. We're going to get Isaiah on here. Yeah, to, we are. to address the jury and his deposition will be recorded. <laughs> we will play it for you guys. We'll play it for you all. And we will see what he has to say. See if he can beat the case, which is looking like it's, these guys are going to beat the <laughs> They're skating by all allegations. Album like a Montreal Canadian. <laughs> Shout out if we're talking hockey. Thank you. Go nice go. They are on the Panthers' ass right now, up two zero. And I, I'll say it more confidently than I would if I was rooting for like my team in a, a different situation. But I'm just like on the wagon that the entire city's on, literally. And these guys are better than them. Like I need to see this. It's happening. We're getting a parade. It's a parade inside our city. Yeah. Like, you feel me? <laughs> this is going to be another one. The Aces already got one. They're going to get another one this year. I, uh, the Raiders, ladies and gentlemen, the Raiders. I don't want to talk about Jaw right now, but I will say it's kind of funny. It's, it's actually really kind of <laughs> comical how Adam Silver has like, an album rollout for his sister. He's like, yeah, we we know what we're going to do, but we're going to let this final series kind of shake out. And then, you know, we'll look into things. It's like Dude, he said he said his day dropping. He's got he said his day. That's crazy. That's crazy. He's it's sold out, bro. <laughs> the pre-sales are like so, sold out. So That's we'll crazy. talk about that, I guess, when it comes to that. I don't I know, really, like, dude. I know. I don't know. We gotta wait and see. This is really yeah. like a jury, like some yeah. like because it's like, do they do they have additional information? Yeah, I don't I don't know, right? What's There's the report that circled out that said like, oh, it's it's his his camp says that it's a toy gun and it's like, yeah, well <laughs> took a little late for that to for us to hear that one, it would have been yeah, great to been would have been great to hear that the next day. Yeah, like I don't know why you had to right, but we can get into that. I guess when, when I don't know, man, I don't know because it's serious. It but is. It's serious in the sense that it's a magnifying glass being put on something a where it can be really subjective. And it touches a lot of sensitive topics, I think. And it's no. really hard to navigate so, a conversation like that. A, a seri- yeah. They're, they're, biased right. in either direction. There's serious conversation to be had about it. 
And then there's there's also close-minded serious conversations that are being had about it. Yeah. And then there's some jokes to be had in all yeah. honesty. Maybe and we, but we need to see. We need to see because there will be rightful outrage if this suspension is nuts. Yeah. Unless it's unless there's some unless stuff it's consistent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, unless it's valid. So yeah. we, we kind of we got bro set the date and said album drop in, tap in, click for pre-sale. That's really crazy. Yeah, that was that was the, that was a good mention there. I, we might have a couple more mentions. One mention that we have to do before we get out of here. Sam Cassell, baby. Welcome back to Title Town. I, you've, <laughs> if you haven't seen the video, the coaching carousel. Sam Cassell working out James Harden and Tyrese Maxey in the offseason. That is the energy. Just look it up on YouTube. I know you guys aren't working for the full eight hours of the eight hour day. Go I've to seen YouTube, it. Type in that, that Sam Cassell, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey. And that energy that with clip is Jalen Brown more... and Jason Tatum is about to really shake things up. And we're going to get healthy. We got our boy back in the building. You know, we're going to have the 08 Celtics reunion tour. I want I want James Posey in the building for that. I want Glenn Davis drooling on the court for that. Nate Robinson wasn't a part of a team. I want Nate Robinson back for that. Get the boys back in town. Banner number 18 coming at you next year. You heard it here first. Yeah, no, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, that leaves me with. Those are my two mentions. Th- that leaves me with, uh, which I can't, which I can't follow up. <laughs> that leaves me with uh, the top 50 players of all time, according to chat GPT. And I want to talk about this. Just before we get out of here, <laughs> it took it took it took the spot of me teasing ahead to our collective bargaining talk because I'm a pretty techie nerd for all what is when it's all said and done. And this chat GPT thing is funny to me in AI because it's here to stay. And yeah. I'm here to first of all. And this is just we're, we're this isn't going straight to tech talk, but I love the AI concerns and fears that we have, or just the, the, no, I I just like the story of of that and the headline of that being so pervasive. When folks, Siri has been on our phone for like eight years. The concept of AI has been around is all it is. It's an asset it's the internet like now it's just new like oh you know what we can now do this on the at any given moment and now how do we factor this into everything that we do because it it, it gives the possibilities you know you can now have something brainstorm for you and then extract from that what you weren't considering that's the essence of it it's a search engine that does a lot more for you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it, it 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 is in every essence of the word. It is literally artificial intelligence. Like it is just so incredible what it can do. Like it is it is genuinely incredible. And I'm sure people who code and come from that background can flesh it out way more than I can. But from my limited understanding of it, dude, it's dope. But at the same time, there are dangers. There are 
consequences that could be had. There are pitfalls to it. And I think Which it's is, important to understand yeah. both sides for sure. Yeah. Like with anything in life, right? You can't you can't no, yeah. just have chocolate ice cream. You have to try vanilla to know what you're getting yourself into. You gotta know both sides. All right. And if you're uh you know a little lactose, you gotta know what it's like to to, to push it too far. Be like, Ooh, no, I can't do that. They, they got the sorbets for people like that. Luckily I'm not. <laughs> I used to be. I used bless to bless up, bless up, you know, but no man, uh you know, kind of, you know, I agree with you. Yeah. There definitely isn't. I, I work in news for these exact reasons. World leaders and policymakers everywhere are at least trying to establish some ground rules. Yeah. It just be like, yeah, let, let, let's like, let's all say, let's not let this take over us. Can we do that, please? All right, cool. Can, it make, can we make it a little a little illegal to, to take it there. <laughs> well, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, even in, right. I mean, even in, in healthcare, like we talk about it a lot at work, believe it or not, we're trying to figure out how to integrate like chat GPT into like these public health initiatives that we have. I, and yeah, it does so much thinking. <laughs> like it, it just does so much thinking and it's, it's like, revolutionizing cancer research. Yeah. It's doing all sorts of incredible things. Just in terms of having it there. Like but we, we one, still are one making the call, thing, but one oddly crazy thing is is i forget the guy's name but he's like the guy he is he is literally nicknamed like the godfather of ai he's like he he's won like nobel peace prizes for it and stuff dude he like stepped down from his positions because he was like they're not taking me seriously about like the consequences that i'm talking about of ai and he like couldn't talk freely about it because of like all he had accomplished in the field and he was just like <laughs> nah i'm out and it's like oh wait a minute <laughs> like is is this real like hold on hold on like we, we, 30 we. seconds let me draw so, let me let me let me see if the refs want to review that really quickly like can 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 you review that is that re- a reviewable play because we, dude he's stepping down and that's probably it's like with bob Myers stepping down it's like Okay, something fishy has to be going on. <laughs> I, I I don't I wouldn't take it there, but I do love the you know dramatic element of the point in time where we are, which is just a frontier of a new, uh, you know. Well, hey, this is different now, yeah. it, and this is accessible for everybody, and yeah. it's not going to go Jetsons. Like we're not, you know, what I'm saying it's it's. In certain aspects, it is, and it definitely is. Don't get me started on the Vision Pro goggles. But to bring this back to basketball. Yeah, let's bring it back to basketball. <laughs> what Chad GPT put together, and let's just, we'll, we'll hit we'll hit or miss, but they had a top 50 players of all time list that I'm glad you shared with me. Dude, we found this on Twitter, by the way. There is just a lot of notes to, to be had from here. We just got to, we're going to have to book it in this and, and deep dive it. Yeah. Again, for fun, because well, there's I, a lot of like points you can just pull out from what they had here. Yeah, the whole yeah, thing isn't right, of course, but they we, got like to tease to tease the legacy episode. We are fleshing that out. There is going to be a criteria established, and we're going to rank the players too. And I think you guys are really, in, really in some fashion. Yeah, and I probably think probably contemporary probably put a date on it just to you know level out the. Probably, Wait, that probably we can after, put behind it. 
after the series, I think, because this obviously a ring has some implications. No, I, but I mean a timestamp of like a, a history, like we'll, oh, like yeah, we'll probably yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. cap it at you know yeah. something. Yeah. We're not we're not yeah yeah we'll we'll let you guys know when that episode is dropping. But this list, man, it presents some arguments to be had. So this is just the top ten. Number one, LeBron James. Number two, Mike. Number three, Shaq. Number four, Larry Bird. Number five, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number six, are you still with me, folks? Number six, Dolph Shays. Number seven, Stephen Wardell Curry. Number eight, Magic Johnson. Number nine, Charles Barkley. Number 10, Will Chamberlain. Jesus, that was... It's uh, crazy, right? That's nuts, right? So... So you go, I, I was going to say, I respect Shaq at three. And I don't, is he the best big man of the group? I don't know, but I get the whole LeBron, MJ, Shaq thing at as the top three because it's like these guys were just athletic anomalies. But then you have a guy like Will at 10 who was also an athletic anomaly. And it's like. Some, something about this list feels weighted properly. I, and it's not. But something about this list there, feels like this line okay, of thinking that we, developed this list does feel right. A little correct. We we took into account how actually dominant you were, yeah, for a stretch of time, and how that was reflected in fine. Like this has finals and cha- and finals MVPs like really up there, along with like. Just statement seasons. But then, is how kind would of... you explain the Barkley at nine? I think that's my biggest roadblock because it's like I respect it because I think Charles Barkley is an incredibly underrated player. That but yeah, that uh, that would just require that would require somebody who just can eloquently do it, and I I'm not equipped. But there's you know so there there's the legend and myth. Of yeah, the round Charles round Barkley round. just being a one of one, yeah. And I mean, the if you same way, highlights, you know. yeah. The oh. same way any guard can be considered at like the same way Steph Curry at six three, and that's the only all these other guys are, are big guys outside of Mike. But uh, go to eleven to twenty. Being, being a six five six six guy at the end of the day, you can be an all time great, and yeah. he essentially just was because he was one of one. But like I said, I can't I can't do it properly, but. The other, the other kind of, so just the other notes about this list. They have Duncan at eleven. They got Bill Russell at sixteen. Yeah. They they were kind of saying, yeah, no, nah, we're not, we're not having, uh, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not giving y'all, we're not giving you that. Which is pretty crazy. You're still top twenty all time. You're, you're still an all timer. But we're, we're not feels, doing that. It feels wrong, but in 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 my heart, it's like, no, that's. You know, they have they have Kuzi three spots ahead of him. Who was, his, who, was his, who was like his teammate? Was he not? Yeah, yeah whatever. That's what I'm saying. They have Hakeem at twelve. They got Kobe at fourteen, which Kobe deserves higher. He, that's that one needs and a it's little only because he's and it's so sad that he's I, not around. To I feel like this him. list would have caught would have captured that the way it did everybody else though. That's but what I'm he, saying. When you look at it though, he is the second or third guard only behind. Michael, Steph, and Magic. Yeah. He, he's the next guard after that. Next so make of that what you will. And <laughs> they've got Chris, yeah, Chris Paul, Paul at 15. 15. 
Over Westbrook? All time? I give I give Chris Paul over Westbrook all time. I'm not tolerating that. Chris Paul is the next point guard up for me. He is. I the ring, will, he doesn't okay, have yeah. the championship maybe, maybe to show for it. an overreaction. I just think Russell Westbrook is ridiculously underrated. They which have they have him on this list at 28, so I'm not mad. But dang, so look at this. They're they don't like so Steve Nash isn't on the isn't in the top 40. Jason Kidd's 25. Westbrook's 28. Yeah. Iverson's 26. And I also agree with Iverson being a little bit lower on most all-time lists because I get he was a scoring phenom and he could give everybody buckets, but also like yeah, it makes no, sense. No, no, that that, that like, feels fair. That's respectable. Yeah. What I was referencing those guards for is that they don't have Nash in the top 40. Yeah. They, they, I think uh, we're, they had Oscar Robertson at like 17, and that was – they, yeah. they got him yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right there after Chris Paul. But, like, yeah, it's, it's not an incredibly guard-heavy list until you get, like, after the mid-20s. Which is, you know, basketball is a tall person's game. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, they have to have – you know, hey, if they take advantage of it, that's what you – are are blessed to do. They got Luca at they got Luca at 36. There's that, no Giannis. No Giannis. Yeah, there's no Giannis. There is there's no Giannis. Kawhi at 32. I guess there there probably shouldn't be a Giannis yet, but they got Luca. They're projecting that he's gonna be there. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. I mean I could see it, right? The like, craziest one is Ginobili at 24. Bro, they had Ginobili at 24, but shout out they they put my boy Paul Pierce at twenty seven. I'm gonna respect that though because he doesn't get enough love on that. They got Harden at twenty three, which I kind of respect because it's like I his do. time in Houston was so underrated. So it feels kind of nice to see him get a little bit of that respect. That's that's kind of what it is. They somehow put into perspective, and every era is going to d- debate this, but they kind of put into perspective what you did against your peers. Yeah. And like how cold you were with your competition level, where yeah. where the level of the game was at, maybe I don't know. This is that that's that's funny. They do have the full Boston Big Three in here. They KG do twenty one, Paul Pierce, and then Ray at thirty seven. Well, Ray's one of the the he's either the best or the second or the third best shooter of all time, right? Depending on how you feel. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense because he, if you think about it, right, like. In the debate between Michael Jordan and LeBron James, people always say, oh, you know, like Jordan did it first. That's what makes it so great. Well, Ray Allen was the first one to make three-point shot look that great and make it that big of a thing. Like he was... Yeah, he stamped all time. He was the leader. Yeah, I didn't think that his record would be You know what I mean? Like he was the pinnacle of it. So I respect him being on there. And with Paul Pierce, he's nicknamed the truth. How could you not put the truth on there? And then... Obviously, KG, stretch for, you know, head banging the stanchion before the game. Just they have this is interesting. Well, for one, they have a Scotty at 40 and Dwayne Wade at 31. So clearly LeBron had more help than Michael Jordan. And he and Michael, that's why Michael Jordan's better than LeBron. Clearly, LeBron had more help. Sarcasm. That debate Um, will be had during the legacy pod. (laughs) But they got they got they got T-Mac at 39 respect because he was i know i don't know where he ranks on the all-time scoring list but it's like dude he's taller than kevin put, uh but do you put t-mac ahead of mellow i don't know question 
object you know i don't know i don't weird part of me wants to but also i think they're right around the same spot i think they're within one or two spots they're on the they're on they're on the same block yeah they're on they're on the same they're in the same zip code yeah they may not be neighbors but they could be like a couple houses down how about it let's uh let's call it a night let's and I think these finals are going to deliver because we just ex expressed a lot of energy about it. Yeah. And it was deserving. So no, it was great. that was a good conversation. Yeah. Let, let's, let's wait and see. Hopefully let's, let's just get something special. One of you guys, yeah. when you guys go be special, I'll keep saying yeah. that at the end of the pods. Someone we just want something good, them. dude. Yeah. Prove it, man. This is yeah. what, this is what the moment's for. I agree. Bring back the trophy at half court too, NBA. Adam Jeez, Adam Silver, man. you think David Stern would let the slide? Come on, man. Come Shaking. on, man. Shaking my head, dude. Till <laughs> next time. Peace out.